Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Word Podcast. We continue going through the Gospel of John. We're at the 18th chapter. And it's becoming more and more of a narrative now, so things will move sort of rapidly along here. <clears throat> we saw the last episode together in the 12th verse that a band of soldiers, a captain and the officers of the Jews, arrested Jesus and bound him. <clears throat> the whole arrest, everything that was done, all of this was outside uh, the norm of the law, kind of outside the norm of the law of the Jews and the Romans also. And there's been many, many books written and many uh, uh, classes created to examine all that. Uh, here's the bottom line I want us to see in the verses we're about to see today and what we've seen so far is that nothing has changed, okay? Religionists will always do this. They will always try to get rid of the person who has the word of truth. And they will often do it in just wonderful little language, and they'll say it this way or they'll say it that way. That's what we've seen all the way through the Gospel of John. Now we've reached a point where the Jewish leadership are, have just had it, and so they're going to deal with it. <coughs> they're literally arresting Jesus and they're going to put him on trial, and they're planning on killing him. But it's interesting to watch the flow of things that happen. So now Jesus is arrested, and in John 18, 13, we read this. First, they led him, that's Jesus, to Annas, for he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. Well, if the, if the religious leaders are the ones that want him arrested, if the religious leaders are the ones that are going to be bringing the trial. What is the deal with bringing him to the father-in-law first, okay? just sort of shows you some of the uh, corruption and the powers that be and et cetera behind what's going on with all this, okay? And so they bring him to Annas, who undoubtedly wanted to know who this guy was and what was happening, what was going on. Then verse 14, it tells us, it was Caiaphas. Now, Caiaphas was high priest. We just saw that in 13th verse. Let me read that again. First, they led him to Annas. For he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. Okay, Caiaphas was a high priest. Verse 14, it was Caiaphas who had advised the Jews that it would be expedient that one man should die for the people. Remember that? We saw that earlier in John. And he was nasty and tacky about it. Okay? He wasn't subtle about it at all. I mean, he just is, hey, don't you realize that it's better for us as a people and as a nation if this one man dies, and better, he meant it from the perspective that the Romans would not cause him any more trouble. There would be no civil uprising and all this. And then he actually said, if we don't do something about this, we're going to lose our position. They're going to lose their power. They're going to lose their position. They're going to lose their prestige. They're going to lose their money. Folks, that's what it always boils down to. Okay, That's what it boils down to. And you see it day in and day out. Even within professing churches today, particularly organizational churches and denominations, you will see this underlying attitude. You will see this fear. You will see this defensiveness. And so that's what Jesus is dealing with. So this is the same Caiaphas. Then verse 15, Simon Peter followed Jesus. So Jesus was arrested. Simon Peter's following him, and so did another disciple. The other disciple is not named. In the book of John, when he's talking about another disciple that was not named, the disciple who Jesus loved, this disciple right here, it was John himself. Okay? 
it doesn't say that point blank anywhere in the scripture, but through the years, the church has determined that, okay, this is who this was. So this was John himself, the John who was writing this account. And John was young. Okay, He was young. We don't know how old they were. <coughs> it wouldn't surprise me if John was 18 or 20 years of age, right around there. He was the youngest one of the disciples. So two of them followed Jesus. Peter did and another disciple, verse 15. Since that disciple, the one that's unnamed, John, since that disciple was known to the high priest, he entered with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. And so they bring him to a, a father-in-law, and then they're taking him to the high priest. Father-in-law might have been with the high priest there. They come in the courtyard. They knew John, so they let him enter. But Peter, verse 16, stood outside at the door. So Peter was not initially allowed to come in because he didn't have the credentials. Okay, They didn't know who he was. So here's what happened, verse 16. So the other disciple, John, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to the servant girl who kept watch at the door and brought Peter in. So what John does, he comes in. He realizes, okay, Peter's not going to be able to get in. He goes out there and he talks to the servant girl. The servant girl knew him, and he said, hey, he's with me. Okay, do that all the time. He's with the band. Okay, he's with me. And so this starts a really, really interesting little vignette right here, which we're not going to take time to get in today. Uh, we could, but it would be a little too long, and I'd rather end a little short than anything. And then we'll pick it up next time. But Peter is literally standing outside <coughs> at the door, at the door, and he can't come in. John comes and gets him, tells the servant girl. The servant girl, a girl was watching the door. Okay, really? A girl, okay? He could have crashed if he wanted to, but he didn't want to. He didn't know what to do. So it speaks to the servant girl. They bring Peter in. And as we will see, Peter's mind was racing. Okay, he didn't know what was happening, though the Lord had told him. But do you really believe the word of the Lord, and are you going to walk this out? Or is Peter going to continue to do what he had done so often when the Lord would tell him uh, that something was going to happen, something was going to occur? Peter would go, Lord, which is good. He's acknowledging him as Lord. Lord, no. And when you think about that, you sort of chuckle. Can he really be Lord if we say no? If you look at somebody and say, Lord, no, what you're saying is, okay, I'm acknowledging you, Lord, but I'm defying you. Okay? And I'm really saying that I am the Lord. I'm going to be the Lord over every situation and every circumstance. So anyway, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me. Uh, I'll see you again next time. <laughs>